0: If you think you felt a great disturbance in the Force, you're not wrong. Ed Gross and me, Mark A. Altman, have a new oral history coming out this July from St. Martin's Press. It's Secrets of the Force, the complete, uncensored, unauthorized oral history of the Star Wars saga. So wherever you buy books, audio and video, pick it up today, pre-order, and you can learn the Secrets of the Force. And don't miss our oral history of Star Trek in stores now. And of course, nobody does it better. The complete oral history of James Bond in digital, hardcover, paperback, and audio. That is all. If you're a fan of Inglorious Trexperts, you're gonna love Trexperts Briefing Room, a Trekspert's new series. Briefing
1: Room? What is that?
0: I was about to explain, then you interrupted oh, me. I'm it sorry. Is, it's curated audio commentaries of classic Star Trek episodes from the original series all the way through Enterprise. You're going to love it as we explore the the behind-the-scenes making of all these wonderful Star Trek episodes with cast and crew that you would never expect to hear doing audio commentaries on Star Trek. Sounds like fun. It will be. And you can (laughs) find it on the Inglorious Treksperts podcast feed and on the new Treksperts Briefing podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's go see what's out there.
2: If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to
1: podcasts.
0: I'm Mark A. Altman, and this is the 430 movie. And welcome to Summer Lovin' Week <laughs> <laughs> with your host, <laughs> Mr. Monday, Stephen Melching. School's out for summer. All right. Ready to watch Ter- some movies
1: about the summer? <laughs> 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 Terrific Tuesday, Darren Doctman. <laughs> only September we're here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to add anything to that i was afraid of stepping okay. on your line like not Steve. at all i'm just making wacky we- as i go along wacky wednesday it's mr ashley edward miller all i know is it's a cruel cruel summer <laughs> yes it is and uh today on the 430 movie we're here to celebrate Summer movies. These are movies, not that came out during the summer.
2: Oh, <laughs> the oh, they
0: might have. They might yeah, have. Yeah. Some, Some of them, them did. Have. But movies about the summer. About right. the sweltering heat. <laughs> the time off from school. Or take place during the summer. Or that take place during that yeah. very special of seasons. That's as right. Vivaldi once called it, summer. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Solstice for the rest of us. No. So, so if you're gonna, could you pick Alan Aldis the four seasons? I don't know. Because only one season is summer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, first, most important things first. Uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks since this happened, but uh, Darren Dockerman, happy birthday. Well, thanks. Surely yes. the best of
1: times. And don't call me sure.
0: <laughs> we uh we 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 remiss if we didn't acknowledge uh, another year around the sun for Mr. Darren Doctorman. Happy and birthday. He Thanks. He does prefer a gift card to be and here. <laughs> and, no, and and so please no no
1: gifts. No acknowledgement of age. I prefer okay. just being.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that happy note. Um we're gonna talk uh, you know, it was pretty great. Remember when remember we were in school and you were counting down those last couple of Absolutely. days. Oh, suddenly yes. the, the homework was thinning out and those were the great like, days.
1: Those
3: and, 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 were the days.
0: And summer was coming. It was it was pretty exciting, wasn't it? Well, you know, yeah, I,
2: you I mean, know, I I didn't hate school. I, school was all right. I don't know, it was fine. I liked some aspects of it more than others, but the summer, the summer was summer was great because yeah. then you've just got that you know you don't have to be homesick from school to watch The Price is Right. You could just
1: watch it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of a great thing because you know the the structure of school made it a little annoying sometimes to get up every day and uh, go someplace and have to stay there until they let you go. Um, Good job. But the freedom. Freedom? uh, The freedom freedom of summer meant that you could pretty much, unless you had very, you know, evil parents, uh, you pretty much had your time to yourself and you could decide what you wanted to do. And I think it's the freedom that summer promises that is the most, uh, attractive to, uh, you know, certainly young people.
0: I think that's what William Wallace was talking about when he yelled <laughs> freedom. Um, you know, Ashley, I mean, you don't have to not like school to appreciate the summer, right? Oh, not at
3: all. I mean, come on. I mean, even if there were a school during the summer, the summer is still awesome because you can go to the beach. And also, all the coolest movies are coming out during the summer. Now, admittedly, that's partly happening because there's no school. (laughs) But still, I mean, that's the time, man. Like, that's that transitional period in between grades. You sort of feel yourself getting older, and you feel yourself getting wiser. And, you know, there's like either... Look, if you love school, it means that something exciting is about to happen, but you're enjoying your time off. And if you don't like school, well... This is your period of freedom before you have to go back. But there's no version of it that isn't amazing unless you live in the valley, in which case, (laughs) F summer. Oh my (laughs) God, it's so hot in the valley in the summer. Who needs that?
2: No one. I I, I remember I didn't have a lot of structure in my summers. Uh, Like I was never sent away to camp or anything like that. And uh, my parents both worked, at least by the time I'd hit, uh, you know, later elementary school, junior high. So, I had my, you know, we didn't babysit or anything like that. So the days were my own, you know, I'd hop on my bike, meet up with my friends and, you know, build forts or play Atari or God knows what. It was good
0: times just to goof You off. know, when uh, Ashley started talking, I thought he was going to say, my pick, summer school with Mark Harmon and Christy Alley. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, um... <laughs> You are you know, issuing a clear
3: invitation to the dance.
0: Mary Jane's last dance uh, I, I, gotta, I gotta say I, you go know, there Mark. One of the things one of the things you know I always cherished about summer was we were that much closer to the Telluride Film Festival. yeah when you know we used to go every year. Uh, Steve still does to his credit. I'm I, counting down I,
2: the days we're going this year.
0: It was a wonder. You think, okay, now it's summer, which means the Telluride Film Festival is is getting closer. And that uh, was the way, that was my unofficial end of summer because it was Labor Day weekend. And it was like, oh, man, it was so great. So great. I missed that. One day, I promised to return to this place again. Oh, um, also
2: the time of family vacations. Maybe your family would go on a road trip or you, you'd take a trip somewhere and... and- you know, do something fun. Maybe go to a theme park, or uh, that
0: was two weeks on the show. Two weeks ago,
2: on
1: the yeah. show. We <laughs> yeah. road trip week. Road trip week.
0: Yeah, that was a good week. That road trip yeah. week. It was. Just, yeah, someone mentioned something that we didn't mention. I think I don't remember. You know, it's all it all blends together. But you know, the 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 uh, the, uh, the, the listeners are good at keeping us honest when we miss something. Yeah, uh, we know. can't
2: remember all of them. And I like that. I like being reminded of stuff. Like, oh, cool, yeah. It's a good
1: idea. I like the fact that most of us are not as well prepared as Steve is. Yeah, no, (laughs) most of us, none of us. I'm trying to be fair. fair. I'm trying to be. uh, uh, Look, I
2: only have two pages of notes this time. Geez.
1: Um,
3: One of the reasons why I hired Steve. Come on. I I like this. (laughs) You'll be prepared.
0: I might not be. I like that's that's why I said fake it because of Steve. Just remember, he's the one who said I like school.
4: Right. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I was looking hate, forward. I, to... I
0: said I didn't hate,
4: <laughs>
1: <nerd>. <laughs> but I like the fact that this is a discussion. This is like a discussion that we would have at dinner or at the bar or whatever. Um, that we just talk about this stuff, and it's yeah. not it's not a prepared thing. It's just something to talk about. So I, I like that that part of the podcast that is it's yeah. off the cuff. It's extemporaneous, yeah. as you might say in yeah. school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, so Ashley, are you coming back anytime soon? Because I really want to go back to Musos. (laughs) Uh,
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was, I was, I was back, but uh, yeah, I'll be actually going to be coming back
0: fairly soon. I'll let you know. Well, we should talk about that gentlemen. Um, (laughs) I have to tell you, I was really disappointed. The, uh, the one thing in the, the, the uh, once upon a time in Hollywood novelization that was dramatically changed was, um, Right. Now, it didn't happen uh, at Musos. It didn't happen at Musso and Franks. And this is not giving anything away. But instead, uh, um, Rick Dalton meets with uh, Mr. Schwartz at, um, at, at at William Morris, at yeah. the William Morris offices, and not at Musso Franks. Yeah. Very disappointing. I'm not quite sure why he made that change.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, um, maybe he couldn't get the... The, the permit to shoot there for the book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think it was? I think for the first couple of chapters, he was alternating between Rick and Cliff. And mm-hmm. I think couldn't put it because Cliff was with Rick at Moose Franks. Right. And this was a way to keep, to alternate the chapters between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was too busy talking about Cliff's <laughs> foreign film uh, fishing out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All the foreign films he loves. <laughs> anyway, uh, Anyway, fans of this podcast may remember last week when Darren and I talked at length about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novelization and how damn enjoyable it is, even for you damn hippies. So uh, <laughs> it's really delightful. So summer is also a time we associate with movies, isn't it? Sure. absolutely. Uh, what was your first like the first big summer movie you remember seeing, you know, like in summer where it's like, OK, school's out. And, 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 and I'm going to go see a movie, and uh, you, do you remember what that might have been? Well, the, mm-hmm. the,
1: first, the first time I was aware of movies opening in the summer was Jaws, right? Mm. Uh, I didn't go see it. I didn't go see it for many years, uh, but uh, I was certainly aware of the impact and everyone talking about it and everyone being excited about it, and certainly the talk when we came back to school in September uh, from those kids who had seen it. Uh, that it was, you know, very sort of uh, mysterious and forbidden and uh, and uh, scary, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it was something that we would just have to wait for
0: um, the forbidden fruit. Yeah, and I remember exactly. all, all the kids whose parents didn't love them who got to see it. Uh, um, right. They all had like the novelization. Yeah, and I remember they would have the Jaws game, which was basically Operation, yeah, right. but instead it had a bunch of stuff that Jaws had eaten. Right, and <laughs> you had to take out of the the shark's stomach. And I was always so jealous. Robert kids. Shaw is in there. You
4: know.
2: <laughs> my my family moved to Hawaii the year after that movie opened, so thank God they didn't let me see that movie before we lived on an island and went well, to the beach
1: every weekend. That board game was fun until that damn Kintner kid spilled out all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley, you were you were going to say something? No, I was going to say like the the
3: first summer movie. I, it probably wasn't my first summer movie, but the first movie I remember going to see and thinking of as a summer movie was Mm. Mm. E.T. You know, that sort of felt like a summer event thing, right? That it was like, oh, it's special because it's summer and it's E.T. And nobody knew what the hell it was. And um, and I just, you know, I'll never forget
0: going to see that movie. You know, it's funny funny. you say that.
3: I was just going to give you a segue to that,
2: Mark. (laughs) That To to me, the summer of 82 was that first big summer where uh, yeah. I, every movie that came out was something special and it yeah. was a magical summer. Very and magical. The segue, way of course is I think that I, you were I was I cut you off you were about to I think you were I about promote. to say promote something.
0: About, no, 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 I was about to say something very similar. I was going to say that you know up until then the movies that meant so much to me were usually coming out around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, the motion picture, a Superman, mm-hmm. the black, H- the black like, hall, all, yes. all, you know, all these movies, Tron. you know, uh, no, Tron was summer. Tron was so summer. 1982. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, July, uh, 1982. So that weekend th- th- where Star Trek two and poltergeist opened the right. same day, you know, and it was Sophie's choice. What will I see? It wasn't really, because of course I was going to say Star Trek two, but, um, but it was amazing. And it was like, and then exactly that was the summer where they just they just kept coming. Yeah. They, it didn't stop. Yeah. You know, it, it was it, sort it, of like it, it an just, endless summer. It was like, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, you know, at the time I was doing my little fanzine, you know, I did it. So I was getting from the, I was even back then as a teenager, I would get all this stuff from the studios. <laughs> and I remember Universal at the beginning of the year had sent me this giant, um, uh, like, program book, like, their Guide to Universal's 1982. And I remember, I wish I still had it, because they sent me a bunch of them, and, and I gave them out to my friends and stuff. And um and 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 it was amazing, because it had, you know, movies that were coming out, this thing, E.T. about this alien, that looked cool. Steven Spielberg doing a movie with the, I like Close Encounters, so this should be good. And then it had The Thing, well, I like the original with James Arness and Kenneth Tobey, this should be good. And uh, and then six pack with Kenny Rogers, yeah. <laughs> you, you know. Yes, Giorgio with Pavarotti, right? No, thank you. I'll pass on that one. And and, and then there was also um, uh, there was also Monsignor with Chris Reeve. I was the kids were talking of. about yes, Giorgio. <laughs> I was a yeah. fan of uh, Chris, Chris Reeve. No interest. <laughs> and and, and uh, you know and Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was another another big movie from Universal that year. Um uh but of course, you know, the film that I was interested in from Universal, which was a little too early to be considered a summer movie, was Conan the Barbarian. But uh, what did come out in summer were the knockoffs, The Beastmaster, Beastmaster. and uh Sword the Sorcerer, which made almost as much money as Conan, and uh, and Sorceress from Roger Corman. Now, why do I know all this about the film in 1982? Because thanks to you, our dedicated and loyal listeners. Uh, I'm a very happy man because we funded our 1982 documentary on Kickstarter, at, in large part thanks to the largesse of our listeners to 430 Movie and Inglorious Trexford. So I want to thank you all so much for it being a, a successful raise. Congratulations! Um, uh, thanks, Congratulations. and we're, we're 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 so excited uh, to be making the documentary. It's very special, you know, it, trying to celebrate the kinds of movies we talk about on the show. Uh, 1982 is obviously a significant milestone. Uh, for for some of us, um, and I'm really excited to um, uh, to embark on this on this great adventure. I'm not sure if anyone besides us cares, but uh, <laughs> but hopefully they they. they that was will. like 40 years ago.
2: They yeah. weren't alive when that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that was that was the big that was the big seminal summer summer year for me. I mean, I definitely saw things during like Logan's Run. I think was the summer maybe, but. Um, but this was that was a that was a big uh, a big well, a big summer for
1: me. You know, Star Wars itself came out in May. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. I contextualized well, the beginning this of the one thing.
3: I but, like th- that summer of eighty two. I still wasn't in a place where I got to go see movies all the time. So the idea mm-hmm. that this that this summer was so packed full of things, mm-hmm. like it it missed me. I didn't understand the importance of it because the movies that I had circled, like I knew I was going to go see were Star Trek 2 and ET. And Star Trek 2, I thought of as Star Trek 2, right? It's like, right. it wasn't like that special. Okay, so here's like Star Trek 2 was a given in my house, <laughs> right? ET was like, yeah, okay, this looks really amazing. So, you know, we can all go see ET. So that's why it sticks with me.
2: Yeah, for and me, I, like I, summer of 84 probably edges out 82 in, in the sense that that was the summer I had my driver's license right. and my friends had our driver's license. So we had our own, you know, we had our own agency to go out and see every damn movie that came out that summer. And we did.
0: It was also the year of Big Brother. So, you know, that was a problem. But uh, I will say, you know, the reason I say, obviously, Star Wars is the ultimate summer movie. But in a way it, it never it felt felt like a summer movie to me because school, at least in New York, was still in session. We didn't right. get out of school until June. So right. Star Wars opened during the school year. So it right. didn't really feel like a summer movie as much. Um even but, though it uh, was
1: playing throughout the summer and
0: and then the, then the whole, fall, and then, and then the then fall, winter. Then the that really was the fourth season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway. But today we're doing uh, we're doing summer movies, summer loving. This is these are movies we love that, that take place during the summer. Maybe they were released during the summer, maybe they weren't. We'll find out. So as always, um, we we curate this fantasy theme week with our four hosts, and then on Friday it's it's a uh, uh, dealer's choice as we try to come to some consensus Empress
1: choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Empress choice exactly. So uh, we'll start by programming. Uh, Monday with Steve Melchin.
2: Well Monday uh, Monday is a movie that uh, it, it, it is a quintessential summer movie and I will introduce it uh, I'll introduce it with a song. We are the CITs, so pity us. You're a bastard. The kids are brats. The food is hideous. It's, it's, <laughs> we were just talking about this today. We're going to smoke and drink and fool around. We're nookie bound. We are the North Star CITs. I'm talking, of course, about uh, Ivan Reitman's uh, meatballs.
4: Children are going to the most glamorous of all summer camps, Camp Mohawk. There's a two-year waiting list, and every child has to be voted in. On top of all that, it costs $1,000 a week to go to Camp Mohawk. The question is, is it worth $1,000 a week? It sure is. It's the best darn camp there is. Well, are you connected with Camp Mohawk? Well, I think so. I'm the program director, Jerry Aldini. Well, how do you justify $1,000 a week? Well, we have some special programs. Uh, we're doing Shakespeare in the Round again this year, of course. Uh, our political roundtable, Henry Kissinger, will appear. Yasser Arafat is going to come out, spend a weekend with the kids, just rap with them. That's amazing. And the kids wanted animals, so this year each camper will stalk and kill his own bear in our private wildlife preserve. Are you sure the children can, uh, can hack that? We'll see. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer, uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named king of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. That's incredible. What do you expect for $1,000 a week? <laughs> hey, you have a good summer, too, huh? Are ready for summer? Ready for the summer? Are ready for the summer.
2: From 1979, yep. uh, uh, written by Harold Ramis, uh, Len Bloom, uh, Dan Goldberg, uh, starring Bill Murray in his first uh, big screen uh, starring role and introducing Chris Makepeace. Uh, who, of course, went on to do a number of other films uh, with uh, a memorable score by Elmer Bernstein. And this, of course, to the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, this is a movie that uh, is part of that whole uh, 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 National Lampoon group uh, that uh, had first come together to make Animal House uh, the year before, uh, and all those people then split off uh, due to the tremendous uh, success of Animal House. Uh, they were all in very high demand to make their own movies. So, uh, Reitman and uh, and Ramis went off to do Meatballs, while uh, Harold Ramis went off with Brian Doyle Murray and Douglas Kenny to make Caddyshack in 1980. And John Landis, who had directed uh, uh, Animal House, went to direct The Blues Brothers, also in 1980. And then, of course, uh, uh, Reitman and Harold Ramis and Bill Murray continued the following year to make uh, Stripes in in 1981. Uh, And uh, Maddie Simmons, who had also done uh, work on uh, 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 Animal House, had done National Lampoon's Vacation uh, in 83. But Meatballs is a great summer story of kids going to camp You've got the classic uh, uh, snobs versus slobs aesthetic where you've got this group of kids going to the sort of cut rate uh, camp North Star on the lake uh, and there's the the rival camp on the other side of the lake that's the very ritzy camp Mohawk where the kids are you know they're paying a thousand dollars a week to get all the the great luxuries of camp life whereas the the North Star kids are you know in these little shacks and and uh, and doing their, their activities and uh, it's just a, a a fun goofy comedy with a really sweet story at its score with the uh, at its core with the relationship between uh bill murray and chris makepeace with as the the shy uh young camper who doesn't really want to be at the camp and and bill murray who who forms a friendship with him and and helps uh, sort of bring him out of his shell and and uh and give him a, a great experience. And it's just a really fun movie that I, I never really had a, uh, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I never went to summer camp. I went to boy scout camp a couple of times. That was just for like two weeks at a time. Um, did you, any of you guys ever go to a summer camp, a sleepaway camp? Not, uh,
3: not e- really. No. E- e- yes. But it was like nerd camp.
0: I went like, to sleepaway camp. Yeah. I went to sleepaway <laughs> camp. And the first year, that I was there, I was sent to Junior House. Junior House was a um, far away from the camp. We had a hike all the way there. They had no electricity. There was no bathroom. They had an outhouse. And since I was the new kid, I had to sleep on the porch. Oh my uh, God. Out in the middle of nowhere. And for those of you who know me, uh, <laughs> This was the genesis of me becoming uh, the the pretentious one who likes luxury because after surviving that summer, I swore I would never live in those conditions again. It was was absolutely, I mean, it was a great experience. But the the funny thing about the summer camp was this is, you know, again, before home video. So whenever it rained, this is upstate New York, which it rained quite a bit, they would show movies in the barn. And uh, somebody who'd gone – there's a lot of famous people who had gone there, like Walter Matthau and stuff. The camp was started in the wake of uh, um, a bunch of immigrants who were coming after World War I, a lot of orphans in 1919 uh, to this camp. So um, one of the famous people who is now a big shot at Sony donated a bunch of prints. But I don't think they ever looked to see what they were showing. So here were young kids, you know, between 8 and 16 years old, I guess. And um, so what would we watch on these rainy days? Brotherhood of Satan. Uh failsafe. King Rat. I to this day I remember that, you know, uh the movies that they said. Nobody bothered to look at what they were showing. So <laughs> nine year olds failsafe? No, and, and, and if that was enough, we watched Doctor Strange Love one way. You know, so awesome. here we are, these young kids, and it's like, you know, we're watching uh You're being trained Dr. for you know, Doomsday. basically Basically, yeah well we're in upstate new york maybe we'll survive so uh, (laughs) it was it was nuts but it was again a a really great part of um my formative movie going because i was watching this crazy stuff that i should have never been watching um and like scarlett o'hara you stood on that porch and said as god is my witness i'll never sleep on a porch again (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! It's so true. no air conditioning, you know, no electronic frontier. Yeah, it was humid <laughs> as hell. So, and, and of course, I end up going uh, to camp for many years. In fact, at one point, my friends back in Brooklyn recorded on cassette, and they sent up to me the M. A. Altman roast, where they did a whole roast like of of um, of, of of me, um, a la the the friars. Um, uh, Friars Club roast, and it was hysterical. Oh, we and need to I played on my tape on my on my, wa- on my Walkman. I listened to. It. People <laughs> couldn't understand why I was laughing hysterically um, through the through, through camp. And it was, and then you know it was great because I would get packages uh, from from civilization, Batman comics, uh, Star Trek comics. Uh, it was like Marvel Star Trek comics, so that I could actually figure out the year that I went based on you know what comics I was getting. Um, so yeah, I actually, I actually had a great couple of years at camp until uh, my final year. I was a waiter, but not for long because I spilled hot chocolate on one of the counselors. Nice. Uh, um, and of course her brother, who was also a counselor, gave me the biggest tip I ever got that year. <laughs> uh, after I spilled like that of steaming hot chocolate all over, uh, this poor woman's shirt by accident, I must say. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, it was a great experience. And then I ended up going to uh, Brown uh, for the summer of the next year and never went back to camp. But to this day, my brother, who again, fans of this podcast may know my brother, Ira, um, is the associate director of the camp. So after all these years, he still is going to summer camp wow. and he loves summer. I'm sure he would have a pick for this week because he loves uh, summer camp movies, of which there are very few good ones.
2: Yeah, like this this movie is like kind of it kind of makes me wish I had that kind of summer camp experience cuz it looks kind of fun like you know you're you're at the, a co-ed summer camp like that. I never had it that. It wasn't experience. like that.
0: Yeah. It was not like that. It yeah. was not like meatballs. Trust Mine me. was
2: just boy, you know, just boy scouts. So we were just, you know, sleeping in canvas tents and and you know, learning how to can, go canoeing and shit like that for not for to two go weeks. canoodling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's Monday
2: is meatballs.
0: Meatballs, fine choice, uh, Ivan Reitman's classic summer hijinks at summer camp movie from Steve Melching Apparently it might have been Darren Dockerman's pick, too, it <laughs> was stolen mercilessly by Mr. <laughs> Monday. Um, that is, in fact, what has happened. <laughs> okay, does, does that leave you without a pick? No. Luckily,
1: I found one to put in the other chamber. Uh, and oh. it is... So our, our, our original idea, if you want to... Sh- we, we joked about
2: you know, Darren had said he only had one idea initially for, for his pick and hoped that I didn't pick it. And he said, well, you know, it is summer rerun season, so maybe right. Tuesday
1: is just a rerun. Yeah, <laughs> we toyed with that idea for a little bit. But I do have a backup. And I think it's a pretty good one, actually, if I do say so myself. Um, it, uh, it's released in 1955, the year that Doc Brown invented time travel. So we're going back in time a little bit to uh, Billy Wilder's uh, experience in uh, the summer in Manhattan, the seven year itch.
4: (laughs) It's the funniest comedy since laughter began of a wife who spent the summer away and a husband who stayed home to play and play and play. Because now I'm going to take you in my arms and kiss you very quickly. And very hard. Hey, wait a minute! With Marilyn Monroe soaring to new heights as the screen's most lovable laugh gatherer. Everything's fine. A married man, air conditioning, champagne and potato chips. It's just a wonderful party. Tom Ewell, who created the original role on Broadway, Evelyn Keyes, Sonny Tubbs, Robert Strauss. This is what they call classical music, isn't it? I could tell because there's no vocal. Shh! Don't talk. Let it sweep over you. Relax. Go limp. Like this? I've been married for seven years. And I'm afraid I'm coming down with what you and Dr. Steichel call the seven-year itch. (laughs) What am I going to do? If something itches, my dear sir, the natural tendency is to scratch. I scratched last night. There was this young lady. Hi. We forgot about the stairs, isn't that silly? It was very easy, I just pulled out the nails. Oh. It's perfectly safe, nobody will ever find out. Well, where shall I sleep?
1: With uh, Marilyn Monroe and Tom Yule. And of course, easy. you gotta keep cool in the summertime, so sometimes a girl might just stand over a, a, a grate in the street and uh, get her skirt blown up in perhaps one of the most uh, famous uh, shots ever from a film. Um, but this basically is, it's kind of a Walter Mitty story in terms of uh, the experiences that Tom Yule has during this uh, summer without the wife and kids. Uh, he's staying in Manhattan. And uh, his internal experiences are not necessarily reality, that his fantasy world is, uh, is sort of uh, running, uh, running crazy. While, uh, these things happen to him in real life. Um, basically, Tom Yule, as I said, his, uh, he, he sends his wife and kids out to, uh, uh, to vacation without him because he has to stay in town and work. And, uh, so he remains behind. And, uh, in the apartment building that he is living in upstairs is this gorgeous young woman played by Marilyn Monroe, uh, who, you know, is very nice and sociable, and uh, you know, maybe uh, shows a little interest in uh, in him, and so he sort of takes this interest and uh, basically blows it up in his head, and uh, he's imagining a torrid love affair with this girl, and uh, it's uh, it's very funny, it's very uh, it's very uh, heartwarming. And uh, it's very cute because Tom Ewell was a character actor who was kind of dorky looking, and uh, <laughs> so he he's sort of living out this fantasy of uh, being a uh, a Casanova, and uh, it's uh, it's you know as of course with most of Billy Wilder's films, uh, it's very witty and very fun and very uh, very snappy. Um, it's a it's a great film. It's a. Uh, not often sort of referenced, other than that, you know, uh, street great scene. Uh, but uh, it's really a lot of fun.
0: I think when you've made as many masterpieces as Billy Wilder, people tend to go to some like It Hot and Double Indemnity and in The Apartment, yeah. and you know, uh, you know. So it gets lost a little bit. And I think you're right. That iconic image of Marilyn over the subway grate is what people remember. Um, but. You know, they forget. You know what a what an entertaining movie it is. Beyond that, yeah. But is it's this a great pick. Ashley. You know what?
3: Guess what, kids. It's going on my list. Okay, good. <laughs> of, of movies I should have seen week, right? <laughs> which we need to do soon.
0: We need. You know what? We need to do that. Movies I should have seen week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I, good. I, it's
2: been a, it's been a number of years since I've seen it, but it, it's funny you mentioned Telluride uh, uh, at the festival a few years back. Dana actually won a copy of that DVD in some nice. pre-screening trivia contest.
1: Like, awesome. She raised
2: her hand with the right answer and won a copy of The Seven-Year Hitch. Come for the festival, eh? <laughs> and I've been meaning to rewatch it because I don't think I've
0: seen that movie in 20, 30 years. But it's great. Yep. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so that's Tuesday. Wednesday brings us to Ashley Edward Miller. What's your pick for summer movies? So,
3: guys, um, I came into this, the very clear idea of of what I wanted to pick. I mean, crystal clear idea of what I wanted to pick. Then, Mark Altman. Oh, no. (laughs) Mark Altman. You're saying this is my fault? Test me. (laughs) But then... But then, right, I was like, oh, I can totally talk about that. Like, easy. But then the comment was made, there there aren't a lot of great movies about summer camp. Now, you're right, okay? But I think there are movies about summer camp. There are summer movies about summer camp. There are summer movies about summer camp that are so successful that they spawn more
0: movies. Oh, come on. For the summer.
4: Oh, summer
0: you are
4: such...
0: <laughs> one, you, you're you're, you're, you're a, a jerk say, and you're predictable.
3: One might even say
0: that these movies
3: make a killing. Now, <laughs> now, this is your last chance. Now, you know what? We're going to do, like, I'm going to be Monty Hall here. We're going to play Let's Make a Deal.
0: We're not talking about Indian Summer. We're not talking about Moonrise Kingdom. We are we know what we're talking about. And I I would advise you to tread carefully to not make a mockery of the show. Because that's my job. So so my question to you is (laughs) now this is
3: a loaded question. This is dangerous. Okay, this is this is the game show version. And only I know the answers, truly. Do you want what you think I'm about to say? What you just thought? I was about to say.
1: (laughs) Or the thing
3: you had no idea what I was going to say. Do you want door number one, door number two, or door number three? I leave it to you, Mark Altman. I think think the
1: donkey is behind one of these. I'm sure of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The borough. borough. Wednesday is back with a vengeance. That's all I'm saying. I, I leave it to you, Mr. Ashley Miller, to make your decision as to what you think is... Best.
3: <laughs> uh, Darren, Steve, either of you have a preference? Either of you want to want to play the game? You no, want we're the not going to
1: play your game. No, if you, you want to play, you better play by yourself. What were Steve the cho- what play. were the two
3: what were the choices? The the movies that the the one that you think the one that I came in thinking I was going to talk about. Yeah. The one that Mark tempted me to talk about or the one that I just sort of talked about but didn't name
2: I I, I wanna hear I wanna hear the one you came in we were gonna come okay. in with. Originally. I think I do
3: too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um <laughs> like I said, Wednesday is back with a vengeance. Here's the thing about this game. No matter what you pick, you lose. I win. It was all <laughs> the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No. Um It's in the house. <laughs> My movie is uh is a is a movie that's uh that's really about um how the unexpected can happen um on any vacation, uh on on any trip that you might take to the to the nicest place you can possibly imagine, uh, a reward for a job well done. Um, you know, a nice thing that maybe your boss does for you. Um because you're just great at your job, uh, you know you and your your best friend. Um, this is a movie that was directed by um, by uh, Ted Kotcheff, who directed uh, First Blood, and he directed Uncommon Valor, um, two really great, um, solid action movies. Uh, in, in fact, in the case of Uncommon valor, quite a quite a great great little little drama. I think it was my pick for it Gene was, Hackman it, week. You did pick it for Gene Hackman week, yeah. Um, and so, who better to make a movie about a corpse? Oh God! I'm referring, of course, to Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah.
4: Don't you see? Don't you see? We just uncovered a two million dollar error. We're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. It appears as if somebody's trying to defraud the company. Mm-hmm. Somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy. Very, very good work. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Love oh. to. For Larry and Richard. Ready? How are you? Hey. This is a place to die for. You have to kill them, Vito. I'm a little rusty, but it'll come back to me. What, should we, should we just walk in? But what they don't realize, no, we'll stand out here on weekend. Come on, we're having <laughs> Is while they're checking in, forget the accident with the two guys. The Carol Lomax, Bernie Lomax will be checking out. Oh my God! <sighs> what kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? I don't know. Lomax told whoever he's talking to not to kill us if he's around, right? Yeah, yeah. But Lomax is dead. He's not around anybody yeah. anymore. <laughs> I know that. You know that. Nobody else knows that. Ah! Hey. Oh, whispering. Oh. It looks good enough. Let's go. Uh oh, Larry. What? <laughs> really? Hi, oh, Bernie! Hello. Hey, Bernie,
1: just like last
4: week, huh? Oh, Bernie, you animal, you are insatiable. Doesn't anyone realize he's dead? Hold the box! Got Hold right? the box, Vito, I'm telling you, Lomax is alive. Maybe Paulie is rustier than we thought. Ooh, Bernie, you're starting to peel. to get you out of the zone, huh? Ah! Oh. Is that the killer? Richard, should I stop and ask you? No! Just drive! Oh, oh, oh. Never Serpentine! Do <laughs> you hear something? <laughs> it's just Bernie! Weekend at Bernie's. Are we doing it again today? Oh, absolutely. You know we are. Great. We'll see you later, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye, ladies. We'll see you later. <laughs> Is this
0: great
3: or what? Yeah. uh, Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman uh, play a a couple of guys who work in the insurance industry. They realize that their their boss um, has been embezzling funds um, their, their boss is, has become crosswise with the mob. Uh, he wants to, to have these two guys rubbed out, um, and he invites them to his house to, to have them assassinated. This' doesn't sound like a really great assassination plan, but it's what happens. Uh, the, the mob boss decides instead, for very personal reasons, um, that uh, he's going to have Bernie rubbed out. And when uh, Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman arrive at the house, they discover, uh, to their chagrin, <laughs> that Bernie is dead. Uh, he's been poisoned. Um, but it's at the same time that this massive party uh, is underway and nobody seems to notice that Bernie is dead. So it leaves our boys with a dilemma. Um, you know, do they maintain the, the charade uh, and uh, knowing that, uh, that, their, that their lives could be forfeit if it becomes known that, that Bernie is dead? And also the, the party is awesome? Uh or do they somehow maintain it and they opt to maintain it? And um it's uh it's insane. Um it was actually hugely successful at the box office.
0: Spawned a, spawned a sequel.
3: It did spawn a sequel that was directed by the writer of the film, um, who I think was like a, a sitcom guy. Um who is probably like I think god god help us, I think he's uh shoot off the top of my see I'm not Steve Melching. I only vaguely know these things. Um, but uh but yeah the um it spawned a sequel. Um it's 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 one of those things where it's like even if even if you don't remember exactly what happened in the movie, like you can make references to it as a metaphor. As like you, when you talk about weekend at Bernie's you know exactly what somebody is talking about. The glasses, the hand wave I mean it was practically just remade with Daniel Radcliffe as, you know, a Swiss Army man. Um, I'm not going to tell you that it's a good movie, but I am going to tell you that it's a movie. <laughs> and it's on Wednesday. And it's on
1: Wednesday. <laughs> and it's during the summer. And it's during the summer.
0: <laughs> maybe we should have gone with Door number 3.
1: <laughs> yeah, Door number 3 would also have been awesome. Well, maybe you can mention that. On Friday. It, on Friday, yes.
0: Sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, that was Ashley's pick for Wednesday weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> and he happens to have Bernie right here. No.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that's not Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: your writing <Hello> partner. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever uh, Bernie wants. <laughs> I'm
0: back which, there. Which, which brings us to a Thursday, um, the most vexing of days. Um, you know, a lot of movies we picked already on the show that, that would qualify Jaws, of course, sure, uh, and the we, 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 we picked, um, Cloak we picked, uh, we, I, we, we picked uh, body heat, which I think probably would have been right. my choice and not, not sure. probably would have been Darren's choice as well. Yep. Um, but, uh, it was not to be Sheree. Um, there are movies like, uh, 500 days of summer that have summer right there in the title. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick
2: that. Well, there's there's a couple other big ones we've already picked. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yep. 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 Uh, American Graffiti. Yep. Uh, Independence Day.
0: Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. All and, all and- picked and all wonderful films. Uh, previous choices on this podcast, as those of you might uh, remember, uh, unless it's a special occasion, we we do not like to repeat movies that were picked during previous weeks if we can avoid it. Sometimes we can't avoid it because we don't remember what we picked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes uh, we don't even remember what episodes we've done. (laughs)
0: That's right. (laughs) Sometimes it's literally the next week and we don't remember. I just want to point out to whoever it was that told us we should do Robot Week that apparently, after we planned this week to be Robot Week, realized, thanks to Steve Melching, the prepared one, that we did Robot
3: Week a season or two ago, you yeah. know, I might have tried to pick Weekend at Bernie's for Robot. Week.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't.
0: <laughs> so please me do not suggest <laughs> shows that we've already done because we're not exactly completely prepared here. Um, okay, so uh, anyway, um, summer movies, summer movies. Now That's I hear the ones per- you didn't pick. No, no, I, and I had a perfect Woody Allen movie, but I'm not going to go with that because. I have a film that I really want to showcase um, that I don't think would really fall into many other weeks, uh, but I think it's a delightful, slight, charming little film. And the movie I'm talking about is Gary Marshall's The Flamingo Kid.
4: I remember the day me and the guys first took Jeffrey to the Club Flamingo. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, fell into a terrific job. No! Welcome to the Alpha Jeffrey! Jeffrey, somebody threw up at the Cabana seat bathroom. Right. Clean it up. He fell for this dynamite girl. Hi. I'd like to invite you to my house for dinner. What? Come to think of it, and put your tip in your pocket. He fell in love with a whole new way of life. You missed my pocket again, Mrs. Unger. Now, Jeffrey had never been more than three blocks from home. Steve, how many families live here? So, he had a lot to learn. Jeffrey, you're personable, you're bright, you're sharp. You know what I've seen so far is spelled? What he sees in me, spell salesman. Who is this person? Who is this person? No oh, Brody, the king. No, he knows King. Danny, Danny, come here. Jeffrey's playing in the big game. What's the matter, Phil? You afraid of the kid? The guy is a genius. He's psychotic. Psychic. You want something to drink, Jeffrey? Oh, no, thank you, Mr. Brody. Phil, Jeffrey. Phil. Gen, Phil. Phil. I, bought him. I bought him everything Yeah, I'll never forget it. Jeffrey Willis walked in, a bright eyed kid from Brooklyn. Get out of here. Leave my friends alone, huh? Break away. And he became a legend. From then on, he was the Flamingo Kid. Now, The
0: Flamingo Kid is a lovely movie. And in fact, it actually hits very close to home because it was filmed at the Silver Silvergold Beach Club. The Silver Silvergold Beach Club is a, uh, a beach club on, on Far Rockaway, Breezy Point that I used to go to as a kid for many, many years. Um, I have very fond memories of Silver Silvergold. And in fact, um, I remember the, the year that they were um, going to uh, film Flamingo Kid, they put up a flyers all over the beach club looking for extras, which I thought was going to be super glamorous. Again, fans of this podcast may recall I missed my big brush with fame when I was too young to appear as an extra in King Kong, which (laughs) was filming at the World Trade Center. So having uh, uh, been upset about this for many years, when it came uh, to my attention that the Flamingo Kid was looking for extras, I thought once again, I could finally get my big break in Hollywood. (laughs) Unfortunately, the day that they were looking for extras was also the day of the SATs. Mm. and uh, I uh, was told in no uncertain term by my loving parents who wouldn't let me see Jaws that I was not going to be allowed to be an extra in the Flamingo Kid. I had to take the SATs instead. Damn you, SATs and College Board. Um, So instead, I missed my big break in Hollywood and stayed in Brooklyn and took the SATs. But um, I like the Flamingo Kid quite a bit. Matt Damon is in it. Um, The object of his lust is the uh, luminous uh, 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 Janet Jones, um, who, of course, was at the time married to Wayne Gretzky. It's one of the big hockey player. Maybe one of the few times I mentioned sports on this show when it's Mm not uh, having anything to do with a movie. Um, The real great performance in this film, of course, is Richard Crenna, the late Richard Crenna. as Phil Brody, a car salesman, who takes... Um, Matt, Dame, Matt Damon, Matt Dillon. I uh, <laughs> was you get around is, of that. Yeah. Matt <laughs> Dillon <laughs> under under his wing, uh, and also Jessica Walter is in it from the rest of development. The late Jessica Walter, uh, who plays uh, Richard Craner's wife, uh, and as always, as part for the course for a, uh, a Gary Marshall film, the great Hector Elizondo, one of the great uh, character actors of uh, of the era, um, plays uh, Matt Dillon's father, disapproving father. Um, who does not like the fact that he is getting um, uh, won over by, uh, by this sleazy car dealer um, who wants him to not go to college and go instead um, work at his car dealership. It's had a great deal of resonance for me, of course, who had wanted to sacrifice my ability to go to college by being an extra in this movie right. so I could relate to Matt Dillon uh, in this uh, particular situation, uh, who is willing to chuck it all for Janet Jones. Um, it's really a charming movie. It's not, uh, it's not laugh out loud, hysterical, you know, it's not going to win any Oscars, but it's great. And, and it's, it, 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 it's a period piece. Um, I can tell you the gold Beach Club never looked as good as it does in, um, this movie. They painted it. Um, it, you know, it, it looks, it has a great 50s soundtrack, um, Uh, You know, it's Gary, it's basically Gary Marshall doing sort of a Neil Simon comedy without Neil Simon. Yeah. And uh, and it's wonderful. It really, it's really very charming. And for fans of the movie Goldfinger, you'll know where this movie is going uh, by the first act. Um, But uh, it actually, interestingly, was the first movie rated PG-13, although not the first PG-13 movie released, because Mm. this movie sat on the shelf for a little while. Because it was from a smaller distributor in fact it was not released during the summer because i can tell you when my father and i went to see it we were in a theater in which the heat had broken and we were freezing which was kind of <laughs> ironic for a movie that took place during summer at the beach um which uh which which was uh, uh, running uh, apparently happened to us a lot because i can tell you the same thing you know when we went to see the boys from brazil how the leaky ceiling, and it was raining in the middle of our movie, because um, the ceiling was leaking from the snowstorm. But uh, I wanted to find out if they really had cloned Hitler, so we didn't leave, and we (laughs) sat there uh, surrounded by rain buckets. But uh, anyway, uh, The Flamingo Kid is my pick. I think it's a a consummate summer movie. It's it's really charming. It's a movie probably a lot of people haven't seen. It came out on home video maybe on Blu-ray a year or two ago. It's worth picking up. A lot of fun. Really charming, um, and uh, it's my pick for Thursday.
1: And it's fun to see Matt Dillon play Matt Damon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Jessica Biel as uh, <laughs>
0: Jessica
3: Buttermaker. I think you the... mispronounced Von Buttermaker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, it's 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 a really fun fun uh, fun fun little movie. So uh, that brings us, of course, to Friday. Um, where I would feel we probably have an embarrassment of riches uh, oh, for yeah. Friday. So I mean, we'll start wanna,
3: with Ashley. Yes. So uh, first, I'm going to make the, the case for, uh, for Summer School, and I'll tell you why. Okay, so Summer School's pedigree is pretty interesting. First of all, uh, directed by Carl Reiner with his uh, editor-collaborator, Bud Mullen, who did Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which was my pick earlier this year. Um, Mark Harmon, notwithstanding, Kirstie Alley, Courtney Thorne-Smith, I think like in her first role, um, and a score by Danny Elfman. And what I appreciate most about that film actually is it was the movie that got me to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because uh, one of the conceits in the movie is that, look, uh, Mark Harmon, Mr. Shoup, basically does not want to be teaching summer school any more than the kids do. And the way that he reaches the kids is by finding ways to let them do the thing they think is cool. And so two of his kids are really into horror movies and really into makeup effects. Um, and they do this insane, like, just, they're obsessed with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, they do these insane, like, gory makeup effects things. They're just kind of awesome. It's its not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's no weekend at Bernie's. But, <laughs> but it is, but it's not without its charms, I remember
2: uh, liking that movie. I, yeah.
3: I saw it two or three times,
2: actually, when it came out. Uh, I, I thought it was entertaining. I haven't seen it since it came out. What, what year was it, like, 85, 86, something
3: um, like that? That yeah, feels about something right. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think perfectly perfectly valid. It just sort of feels like it's it's not the kind of movie that you would – like it's it's not a premise that you would think of as like okay that's a film there's just no way. On the other hand, I mean, either Weekend of Bernie's, Bernie's, <laughs> Bernie's. exactly. <laughs> my my other pick was going to be uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, we know John Cunningham capitalizing on um, on Halloween, Black Christmas, you know, uh, you know, Last House on the Left, all that other crap. Um, again, also not a great movie, but in its own way iconic uh, definitely a summer movie um almost by definition like taking place during the summer and i don't know that you can really have a conversation about um you know summer movie franchises that really define the summer movie experience without saying oh by the way there were also a metric upload of friday the 13th movies that kept coming out because they were so popular wasn't Ooh,
1: metric buttload like- an actor
0: yeah yeah it was <laughs> like like friday the <laughs> 13th played
1: kirk's son and he's <laughs> an
0: absolutely legitimate pick i i feel it it falls more into a horror uh a week uh um or um dead campers week or something like that <laughs> but it, it, it's an absolutely legitimate uh pick for this week you know it is and you're right it is a uh, classic summer camp movie uh that uh we saw during summer and enjoyed and i mean 1982 was uh uh, Friday Thirteenth 3D. It was the beginning of the 3D trend that dominated uh, the summer of '83, actually. Um, and then, but there's so many great uh, movies we haven't talked about. Uh, Stand by Me, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rob Reiner, one of Rob Reiner's early films. I love Dazed and Confused, a phenomenal mm-hmm. Richard Linklater film. Um, I mentioned 500 Days of Summer, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I we, one movie we we did pick before that we didn't mention, but we picked about. I believe we picked Greece during. Um, we did. At some point. Yeah. Otherwise that was
3: yeah. this close to being my pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. but Greece took then place during the kids.
2: school year. It, right. it, it's it ended on the they last talk day. They talked about the summer but yeah. summer, yeah. summer yeah, eleven. Summer eleven. It's they're all talking about the, summer about
0: the past. Loving. Yeah,
2: it takes place oh, during yeah. the school year.
0: Remember that's that whole true. flashback where they yeah, met yeah. in Australia? Because <laughs> John Travolta <laughs> was in Australia <laughs> where Australia. he met handy <laughs> He was looking for some beachfront property. Um I I was get Soon I want to time. mention
1: an, another old movie from 1967, "In the Heat of the Night." Norman Jewell, yeah, absolutely great Bray 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 and Rod sure. Steiger. Uh, it's a very hey, call hot, me Mr. Gibbs.
0: It's
1: a very uh, very hot movie. Takes place in a very gritty uh,
3: action films hot, that south take place town. in the South um, and uh, during the summertime. Gidget goes Hawaiian.
0: Yeah, that's totally <laughs> legitimate pick. Totally legitimate. Um, Steve, I, I, know, I, know. I was thinking. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Before Sunrise, the first of the yeah, uh, that was on my I, list. terrific uh, movie. Um He's traveling during the summer on train, meets Julie Delpy. And I don't know if it's true. I just heard they wanted to make a fourth one, but Julie Delpy didn't want to commit to it. Which, if that's true, that's really sad. It because is. those movies are terrific, and uh, they just keep getting better. And I would love to see a. It's almost like the 28 Up, the Up movies right. that Michael Apted. did. So I, I would love to see another one of those films. Uh, happen, and I, I really hope she changes her mind if that is indeed not an apocryphal story.
1: Well, Steve and I were joking about another movie uh, earlier. That is, it's all summer. It's all hot okay. sunlight everywhere, uh, and that's the uh, Quiet Earth. No, that, Danny oh, Boyle's that's Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: there will no. be no more summers if the sun goes out. That's right. So they have to go to the sun. <laughs> they got to save and, the uh, summer. Save the sun. No, I, I was going to mention a couple <laughs> of movies, uh, summer movies. Uh, what about Bob? Uh, Absolutely. A, a super fun comedy, another Bill Murray movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Graduate
0: Yeah, uh, takes place mm-hmm.
2: during the summer. Uh, have
0: we not picked The
2: Graduate? We have not, shockingly. Really? That's crazy. Okay.
0: Well, I will say this. The Graduate is too good a movie to be in summer movie. week, It's <laughs> yeah. like, we need to put it in something that is worthy of the caliber of that film.
2: It's more like a, more like a coming of age story or a, a romance Robot or something week. like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, you know, movies with great songs in it or, um, Sounds or, or week. Dustin Fitting. Hoffman week or Anne <laughs> yeah. Bancroft week or, or, or Luminous um, Milf uh, week. Catherine Ross week. Milf week. Oh my God. That's going to be a short week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but well, you know, Mar- like, oh, uh, let's do okay. Murray Hamilton week. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't close the beaches unless you're plastic.
2: Well, you mentioned it before Corvette Summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Corvette title. Summer.
0: There's- right. You know what also has it? I know what you did last summer. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's that summer in the title, too. And there's one crazy that- summer. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Good point. Bobcat
1: Goldweight. And,
0: of Good course, you know, we talked about
2: it uh, in uh, Richard Donner Week. Uh, didn't, doesn't the Goonies take place during the summer? Yes. A very
0: rainy, sure. gloomy summer. <laughs> well, we also picked, same for Amblin Week, we, we also did a, a pick do, right, do the Right Thing uh, yeah. Previously, I I don't remember for what week, but that would qualify as a great summer movie. Absolutely, uh, Wet Hot American Summer a movie yeah. I passed on one day. I should have we passed after we did the specials so that script came to us and we passed on it, not realizing it still didn't make much money. It became a cult film, but it was right. not a huge huge success.
2: You you mentioned Moonrise Kingdom. There's also Adventureland uh, right. about yeah. uh, mm-hmm. theme park workers and uh, and a, a charming movie about kids in the summer, The Sandlot.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's uh, good. Kids uh, playing uh, baseball in the summer. Baseball, right? But you know what? Would any baseball movie almost by definition? Yeah, hit the bill for this week. The well, we picked The
0: Natural, yeah. but we didn't pick Field of Dreams. Yeah. We never uh-huh. picked Phil Alden Robinson's Field of Dreams. Wonderful movie about baseball and fathers. You know, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and Ray Liotta not playing a gang- a gangster. So, and, um, well,
1: although you know, Shoeless Joe was kind of a gangster.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you
1: think about it, and I, I love a, feel.
0: I love Field of Dreams.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it in
2: years. I've been wanting to revisit it. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's on uh, 4K. Uh, is it? Yeah. I don't have a 4K TV yet. You don't? Oh, you need to get one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Endless Summer.
0: Yep. The endless Best Summer. Yep. Yeah. Right. What about uh, Mystic Pizza? People like pizza during the summer. Sure,
1: <laughs> they do. <laughs> Even in good
0: mystic- time for pizza. There's you know, a, I didn't like pizza as a kid. Really? I didn't like pizza as a this kid. This explains so much. Know. I, I, it's amazing to me. Like, I would go to birthday parties and not want to have pizza. They have to make me a sandwich because I didn't eat pizza. Wow. I, you know, I don't understand.
2: Maybe, maybe it's because you were in New York. I, I don't remember pizza really being a big part of our diet until I, like I hit high school. Like, pizza just wasn't as much really? of a thing. Like, we maybe go to Pizza Hut on occasion. But yeah,
0: but that's not good pizza. Well, yeah, you, yeah, but New York, it's, New York, it's and Chicago—it's what we had in Colorado, <laughs> like Chicago, New York—that's that, good pizza. Yeah, you know, oh, sure. But, There's,
2: but that, that's why pizza. pizza, pizza just, I, I think pizza wasn't as big a thing outside of Chicago.
0: That's New York, amazing and still, to me.
2: Yeah, it just wasn't, you know.
0: You, were you, you discriminating know, like, against the Italians? Is that <laughs> what it was? Yeah. <laughs> I had tons of spaghetti. I had a spaghetti. No, no you had SpaghettiOs. You had SpaghettiOs. You didn't have spaghetti. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing about this summer thing
1: you know i don't know because uh, it's it's tough there's a lot there, you know there's a lot of movies that are pretty good that are set in the summer but there's a lot that are you know are kind of average well but are only memorable for this. like one two one or two things
3: what about what if we pick a movie that's set in the winter time, but it's okay because in Australia it's the summer? Yeah, no. <laughs> that kind of broadens the no no. Fury Road, Only oh, <laughs> Fury <High> Road. Storm. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I um.
0: That's it. Dude, where's my wife week? My <laughs> my 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 other pick, by the way, I alluded to the fact that, that I was going to pick a Woody Allen movie. Steve, do you know what that movie was? Uh, Midsummer Night Sex Comedy. No, I don't really like Midsummer Night's X Company. Although it did come out in 1982. Thank you, Kickstarter supporters. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was actually Vicky Cristina Barcelona, which I love. Which, again, for the people that say, oh, Woody Allen hasn't made great movies since the 80s. It's like this was in the whole Match Point, Blue Jasmine, Midnight in Paris era. Vicky Cristina Barcelona is great. And it's not Uh just because it's in Barcelona, which Steve and I love, um, but great cast uh, with... um, the, the luminous uh, Scarlett Johansson, Rebecca Hall, uh, Penelope, uh, Penelope, <laughs> yeah, uh, Penelope Cruz, who won an Oscar for her role in the film, which people forget. And, of course, um, a great performance from Javier Bardem. Uh, terrific movie, but uh, I'm not going to make a, a big case for this one. I just want to mention it.
2: I'm going to I'm gonna propose uh, we go with a movie that you mentioned in passing, Dazed and Confused.
4: This country is founded by people who were in the aliens, man. George Washington, man, he was in a cult, and the cult was in the aliens, man. You didn't know that? No. Oh man, they were way into that type of stuff, man. Oh, Benny, you're getting air from there, man. It's no good. It was the last day of school. Uh, Miss Crawford. I was thinking that maybe you and I can get together over the summer. I mean, it'll be legal. I mean, we mm. It was the first day of summer vacation. You guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. Oh.
0: It was a time they will never forget.
4: There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak.
3: I thought he was cute. Oh, he thought he was cute? To... Do you realize when he graduated, we were like
0: three years old? If only they could remember it, right? Okay. So you're not going to go to law school? What do you want to do then?
4: I want to dance. You going to be quarterback next year? I don't know, I might not even play. You're in need of a serious attitude adjustment,
0: young man. Super dominant male in a 50s greaser uniform.
4: That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> the 50s were
0: boring. The 60s rock. The 70s, oh my God, they obviously suck. Dazed and confused,
4: see it with a bud. Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big fat bull waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man.
2: Mm. that's a movie that's that takes place good. what uh it's like yeah. the last day of school, right? It's yeah. the school's yeah. out and, and, for summer. Uh,
0: for that summer. song is even in the forever. movies. Yeah. Yeah, school's out forever. I, I think that's a look, it's a great movie. Um I wasn't a huge fan of Slacker, but boy I sure love Days and Confused and I remember seeing it and just loving it, and then it made no money, but it didn't matter because it's great.
2: Oh right! And I just uh, right. watched it for the first time in years, <laughs> just a few weeks ago, actually. It's a, streaming somewhere, and it, it held up great. It's a really, it's enter- really good, good little movie.
0: Well, I have the Criterion Blu-ray, and it would have been a good candidate for the Criterion uh, week uh, we did on the show a couple of weeks, months ago, year ago, whatever. Um, <laughs> it all blends together. Uh, what do you think about Days to Confuse,
3: Ashley Miller? I think that's a great pick. I think it's all right. All right. All right.
0: (laughs) It's all right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... uh, And what a great cast. What an amazing ensemble. Um, The great thing is we get older and it stays the same. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, Richard Linklater is, is kind of he's done so many great movies and, and still like, it's it's like, he's this little secret, you know, people, I don't think given the appreciation he deserves, um, just a really first rate filmmaker. I, I think part of it is because he spent his career in Austin and not, uh, here in Hollywood, you know, but, um, but what a, what, a, what a terrific movie. So I think if we can all agree on that, that should be our pick for Friday. I, I
2: think it's one that uh, it might be hard to program in other weeks, and it's a yeah. great movie, a great movie to end
0: the week with. Well,
3: we unless we do the 420 movie week. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but Fridays can come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, look, it sounds like we have a week then. Monday, Steve Melching, it's... Monday is Meatballs. Darren Document
1: Tuesday. Billy Wilder's The Seven-Year Itch. Ashley Miller on
0: Wednesday. Because you demanded it. Weekend at Bernie's. On Thursday, it's The Flamingo Kid. And Friday, to finish off the week, it's Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused. <laughs> what a week. What a week. Summer Loving Week concludes. but uh, But summer is still with us. And we'll be giving you all new episodes of the fourth 3 movie all summer long as our fourth season continues. It's crazy, incredible. Crazy Four top. seasons, guys. It's amazing.
3: Little thing we did in a
0: lark has turned into a colossal waste of time. <laughs> yeah, But, you know, it really is gratifying to see, you know, um, the podcast continue to grow and find a new new audience. I mean... You know more than any of the other podcasts. You know, which immediately found an audience and been very successful. Um, Inglorious B. Uh, uh, um, uh best movies ever made, but Fortnite Day Movie has shown consistent growth, which m- must mean we're doing something right. Growth, growth. <laughs> <For> sure,
1: <laughs> people like us.
3: They want us in their ears and in their face. <laughs> Wait, I didn't say that right. But they want something
0: from us. Okay. And if you want to watch the 430 movie, you can watch us on the Electric Now app. Download that today, where you can enjoy not only this podcast, some of the other great podcasts, but episodes of Leverage, The Librarians, and now a bunch of really cool vintage cartoons and Flash Gordon serials. How cool is that? They're all at Electric Now, and the price is right. It's free, (laughs) absolutely free. Download it, or you can stream it on Roku or um, uh, Stir, Distro TV. And uh, now on IMDb, IMDb TV. TV, yeah. So that's very exciting. Amazon loves us. Who wouldn't love us? <laughs> Barely a few of those people that didn't like our picks. So uh, <laughs> I think we're too mean to Star Trek Three. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, and I want a special shout out to our great sound engineer Bill Ritter. Bill, we're looking forward to seeing you in the studio one of these days. We miss you, and we know you miss us. And, of course, the uh, great Mark Rivera, who is pitched in and doing such a fine job. Big fan of the show. Thank you, Mark Rivera. Uh, of course, Nally Miscagli, our producer and our associate producers. Uh, Peter Holmstrom and Zach Raggett. thank you, guys, for all your help. And our video producer, uh, Dylan Middlebrook. Um, I hear a clock. What is this, high noon? Do you hear that noise? It's like ticking. It's like a ticking. You don't hear the ticking? Might be the fan. Are
1: there Might any the fan Are there any crocodiles swimming near you? <laughs> Crocodile.
0: <laughs> a little Peter Pan reference <laughs> for those of you. A, that's a deep cut. Um, okay. Uh, or maybe it's a Phantom, uh, Phantom Tollbooth reference. Yeah, no. Could be. Talk. Remember talk? Yeah, I remember
3: nope. Tuck. I love that book. I read that cover to cover again and again and
0: again, I, and again. I love the movie, too. I think it may be the first movie I ever saw was Phantom Tollbooth. Boots. Really? That or Willy Wonka. Not sure. Not sure which. Okay, so in a theater. Yeah, of course in a theater because there was no VHS then. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so uh, anyway, um, uh, I want to thank you guys. You can follow us on the 430 Movie Podcast at uh, Twitter, also on Facebook, and of course now on Instagram Uh, for all kinds of cool 4.30 movie stuff. And uh, uh, three of us are going to be down at the big uh, Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, uh, where we'll um, have some of those fancy heaters and uh, just be enjoying, uh, not the buffets, because I hate buffets, but we'll be enjoying um, some some fine eating. And uh, you can meet us and we'll talk Trek with you. Um, for four days. Was there a buffet at that porch? In- well, not with you
3: personally for four days, but with many of you for smaller yeah. amounts of time inside of those four days.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I get I get tired. I can yeah. only talk about Star Trek for so long. Um, especially Star Trek Three, as some of you know. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway, um, this has been great. This has been Summer Loving Week. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of the 430 movie. But until then, on behalf of Steve Melching, Ashley Edward Miller, Darren Docterman, myself, Mark A. Altman. The 430 movie is done, but Eyewitness <laughs> News starts now. Oh.